0: This is Cliffcentral.com.
1: May his soul rest in paradise, man. Marvin Gaye coming through on that one. Got to give it up. I can imagine there's a couple of people who were like, wait, isn't that Robin Thicke's song? No, it's not in actuality. Uh, it was done by Marvin Gaye back in the 70s, man. There's something about 70s music that is just mind-blowing. I mean, these guys, th- the amount of time and effort and 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 what they put into the music. The soul is not something that can be replicated. It can't be manufactured. It has to be something that comes from your heart and that's... Easiest way to, uh, describe people like Marvin Kaye. Welcome to it. It is 20 something. My name is Jack. Just another cool kid. Uh, unfortunately, today I'm hanging out by myself. Uh, my co-hosts have ditched me. They've decided, uh, that, you know, schlepping it all the way to Joburg is just not worth their time, but it's cool. We'll hang out together. Um, if you want to be a part of the conversation, uh, you can send us your tweets at jack underscore five foot four or at cliffcentralcom. And, uh, I think you'd, you'll want to do that, uh, primarily because of, uh, the person that joins me today. Um, I, I, I really don't know how to describe you, but I'll, I'll start off by saying, we used to sit in uh, our geography class. Yeah, this is how far back we go. Uh, we used to sit in our geography class and listen to jazz music uh, while Miss Stevens would you know, stand in front of the class and teach. And we thought it was a good idea to listen to jazz. I remember uh, you would hand me one earphone. Because we sat up against the wall, and he'd hand me one earphone. I'd put the one earphone in my ear. He'd put the other one in there. And you wouldn't notice. I mean, we used to go to that classroom. Specifically To listen to jazz I don't know re- I don't remember How much geography Was learned, <laughs> But a lot of Great jazz music Was played Um Ladies and gentlemen I'm joined by Mr Jed Elmer How are you my brother I'm well Thanks and you man Thank you so much For joining me Yeah it's good to be here Um uh, So Let's Let's unpack something Really quickly Um We both went to King Edward VII school And uh I, I personally, as as we were talking outside, I didn't really enjoy most of it, you know. But I mean, people like yourself made it worth it, in a sense. You know what I mean? Um, once you stepped out of King Edward the Seventh School in two thousand and seven, what what where where did you go? What what did you decide? What was on your mind?
0: I suppose I was lost, to be really honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm rolling up my sleeves because you know we're going to get into the yeah we're right good yes yeah. yes um, you know like you step out of that place which I think grounds you you know there's there's something about that school which you know both you and I share that there we had we had something to go on yeah what we had to go on we didn't even know yeah I think for that's, sure I think that's what happened and um, I think I walked out of there and I said you know I've, I've started along this art scene. Let's mm. kind of carry on with that. Yeah. So I landed up in, in, in Wits and, and studying fine art and, and studying TV. And I thought I was going to be a rock star behind a canvas. You know, yeah. That was, yeah. that was where I was destined to be at the time. Mm. Um, how things changed. Yeah. A
1: lot has changed. A lot <laughs> Your, has changed. Yeah. Um, let's get into what you do specifically, like, uh, industrial design. For some of us that aren't too clued up on what that is, what is that? So,
0: industrial design is one of those really hard things to actually stomach, and it's really quite a hard thing to also understand what exactly it is, because it is so much.
1: So Uh, I'm not that stupid, okay? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I tell you, when I i tell you like what happened. So I landed up in fine art. I landed up in TV and I was doing this and that was familiar to me. It was something that was kind of easy for me to grasp. Yeah. You, know, you, you see TV, you see a painting, you know what you're yeah, doing. Sure. Um, and then I didn't quite see that. I didn't quite enjoy that. So I landed up applying to architecture. Mm. Well, you know, My parents are graphic designers. I've always had an interest in buildings. You know, that's kind of where I'm going to be. Yeah. And then I pitched up to the open day and they said industrial design. I thought, well, somebody once spoke to me about this, but again, no clue what's going on. So industrial design is, is kind of a field which overarchs everything about product usage. Yeah. Um, so we do anything from a cell phone to a hospital bed, to a cool spoon, uh, Mm. to a car, to items that go into space. um, Anything that really a, a, a person interacts with as a user, yeah. Um, so user experience, something that you need to design, either a physical, emotional, psychological experience towards. For sure. Um, and that's and that's really what I think interests me because I had no idea what I was doing in it. It was a challenge of, well, I've never done it before, so yeah. let's do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I do and. I then started my own thing, um, but you know, I landed up doing all kinds of things in between. You know, you'd even do shop fitting, which, you know, is interesting, but it's at the same time, it can be soul destroying, but yeah. there's an amazing sense of, of, um, accomplishment when you get it all done.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm. I, I, look, for as long as I've known you, you've been a creative person. So mm. I can imagine how industrial design must have, you know, caught your eye. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things. In fact, the person that mentioned industrial design was Miss Tabor in grade eight.
0: Wow. Yeah. She did. Yes. That's right. In grade
1: eight. Now that it clicks, uh, she was telling <laughs> us about, um, what was that guy's name? There's, um, what, uh, I can't put my finger on it, but he, she used one specific example. I think the guy, um, either went to King Edward VII or yeah, Brian Steinobel. There you go. Mm, mm, there you go. Yes. He used, him as an example, now, now it makes sense. Yeah, that's
0: how, that's, I think that's actually how I remembered it, you know, because I walked past the main studio of industrial design and I thought, you know, that Brian Steinobel, he was at my art exhibition. He said, you know, you should really try this industrial design thing. You know, yeah. but all in hindsight, you forget it and you move on. Yeah. Um, and that's when it clicked back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right.
1: I've actually got a good memory. Look at that. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> so now look here you are. You, you then decide, uh, you know, industrial design is it mm. and you get your qualification. What did you do with it? Cause you know, I've found that a lot of people, Go to school Or they find a passion Go to school Study for it And then straight after that They've got no place else to go Like They they Ultimately become stuck With this degree That gathers dust at home So Once you got your degree What What was next? You know Having a
0: degree with dust on it Is something that you don't want But I think it's actually 90% of the people Do have yeah, a degree with dust on it For sure But a pump is a bumpier, And you gotta have mm, it You know mm, Um mm. I got to the end of my course and I think, you know, you sort of, you have an expectation when you walk in the front door what you're going to land up doing. Yeah. Um, so everybody who goes into college or school or whatever kind of qualification you're doing, even if it's actually like artisanal training, you've mm. got a very strict idea about what you're going to start off doing. Yeah. You, know, you, you're going to be a rock star in that or you're just going to kind of carry on in that. Like there's no, change in that plan Hmm. so when I arrived I thought I was going to be this kind of superhero industrial designer who was doing really funky cool products that were going to change people's lives in the kitchen yeah like I was going to come up with a spoon that nobody had ever seen before and that thing was going to you know I was going to be among the that sort of that group of people that change into the world you know? yeah. Yeah, and that in that way. And that was the only way that I could change the world. It was the only way that I thought that would change the world. Yeah. Because you have no perspective, you know, you know, you have no kind of reference for sure. That. So I got to the end um, and they pushed me for a particular project at the end of my, of my um, B tech year. And they said to me, you've got to come up with your own idea. And I thought, well, now's the time that I'm going to do that spoon, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I landed up following, uh, the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital on an architecture blog. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, maybe that there's something that I can do for this, you know, that maybe that there's something inspiring about that. i always liked medical, but had no idea how to get into it. You know, for I sure. wasn't a doctor and I wasn't even yeah. going to pretend to be one either. And, um, I landed up t- going to, um, one of the, the local hospitals, um, for kids yeah. and okay. having a look around and realizing that, there's more of a need for stuff that changes people's lives for the better in another way. Yeah. A- and that was when I looked at that cot and I thought, well, you know, here we go. This yeah. is, this has got to change.
1: Ah, mm. you had, as Oprah
0: would say, you had your aha moment. Yeah, yeah. I found the thing under my chair, you know, my, my what do they call
1: it? The prize. <laughs> then, you you go one, and you go <laughs> away. <yeah>. Everybody's <laughs> going <anymore. laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Because... You know, a lot of, a lot of us don't pick up on, on, on certain things. We, we, we don't necessarily look for inspiration all in the same places. I can only imagine you walking through that hospital and seeing what you saw, the, what, what would have happened in your mind. It's, it's, it's one of those inexplicable moments where things just come together all of a sudden in your mind. But, um, having to put the action behind that inspiration. Mm. Is often the difference between the people that become something And the people that ultimately sit at home with those ideas mm. um, How did it start? What What was the first step once you realized that you could actually manufacture a... Or, well, maybe you didn't realize that you can manufacture this thing But what made you want to change the way um, that cot looked? Mm. I'll tell you
0: The... The... The moment that you see one of those things and you see a child actually in it, yeah, um, it's quite a profound moment. And I think that was that was where I felt that I figured out what my training was for. Yeah, um, and not in a kind of a save the world sense. It was more in a in a save one at a time sense. You know yeah. that you know that horrible saying. You know, save many or you know sacrifice one for many. Many, or many yeah, for, for one. one. You know? Yeah. And I think that you kind of go into your studies with a with a sacrifice many for one and you realize it's the other way around. Mm. Um, Well, in my case, I did. I think the moment that I saw that cot and I saw the kid in and I saw that it looked like a cage. Yeah. I think that was the moment. So, you know, I I took that idea and developed up then the new cot. So I, I did this pediatric hospital cot. Um, four kids, you know, aged between six months and five years. Mm. That was different. That was fundamentally from the ground up different. Yeah. Um, and it took you a while to get it, but I think there was a moment where I saw that cotton, I saw that steel cage, and I saw the way that it operated, and I saw what the nurses did, and they were they were, don't get me wrong, they were very innovative in what they were doing, but I thought like, how necessary was that? Yeah. Why don't we have a proper product that does the right thing? Yeah. Um, and that's where then the idea sort of formed but like how do i was going to get it into manufacture was not even the first thought yeah i wasn't even there i wasn't even there.
1: you just knew a change needed to be made
0: yeah and i think you know there was a project deadline yeah <laughs> you know, that, that, that drives a lot you yeah know? so that was the sort of six months of college when i sat down and came up with a small idea mm-hmm. and it was really it was really to get the box ticked and get the degree yeah um but there was something cool about it that I never forgot, you know. And even though I started working out after I got out of college, you know, outside of the cot, um, it always remained in the back of my head. And I thought, yeah, I always got to, I always got to show somebody, I got to do something with this thing. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so obviously that that journey then happened
1: in a big way. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's really cool, man. Because. Um, when when I actually think about it, like I I don't think those types of that type of equipment has been changed in the longest time. Yeah, you know, I'm most probably when we were babies, they used the exact same thing. When our parents were babies, yeah. Yeah, that's fifty know? years. Yeah. yeah, and and um I was reading the article. Uh, they they wrote an article about you on uh, the Nelson Mandela Children's uh, Home. Website and there's there's there were a lot of things that you put onto the cot mm. to make it more functional. Mm. Let's get into that mm. um, because I can imagine having to, more especially with kids, psychologically even having you, to be stuck in one place all the time and you can't be moved because they can't put any attachments onto this thing. Mm. Um, let's let's get into the functionality of the cot itself. Cool, you know the. When I first met a pediatrician And
0: he was, he was an old guy And he's, he's a fantastic mentor And I spoke to him about you know, What is the first requirement that you need yeah. For a cot um, was, it, His answer was quite simply He says it needs to be a prison But it needs to be a nice prison Yeah, And it was really that You need to keep a child immobile Um, you need to keep them from moving around while you're doing the delicate medical procedures to get them better. Yeah. Um, a couple of, uh, of physiotherapists will, will hate me for it and, but the nurses like them to be still and the physiotherapists like them to be moving. Moving, yeah. So you kind of got to get this two-way street. You know, how do you enable one to happen and the other to happen? For sure. So what I landed up doing was saying, you know, the current cots can only come down on the two sides. Um, which means that you can get access to the side of the child. Now, what happens if you got to do a medical procedure on their, sort of their airway, yeah. right? So, what they end up doing is they land up taking this kid and they flip them perpendicular to the bed, mm. feet hanging off the other side, and they're trying to do sort of a tracheotomy or an intubation. For me, that just felt barbaric. Yeah. Um, and as you say, it didn't change for 50 years. There was, mm. there was nothing of the cut that kind of started to evolve. Yeah. Um, so when I looked at it, I thought that was the first thing that we got to change. So we put on head and foot access. Mm. Um, a couple of the other guys have done it where you can remove a head panel uh, or okay. a foot panel. Now, I know at my place, you know, if I take anything off and it ain't got a string on it, I lose it. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So... It was it was part of the bed. That was that was the first thing, and the other thing was that they said, okay, the kids want to. When they feed the kids, um, specifically if if they um, got to sort of promote digestion, so it's the sort of the younger guys. Yeah. Um, they got to prop them up on a pillow to get them to 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 sort of swallow properly. And I thought, no, come on, you know we can't be propping kids up on pillows Pillars, right, in this yeah. day and age. Yeah. So we then changed the medical functionality of the mattress. So you can have the head up, the feet up, the whole body up. Yeah. Um, so your various positions there. And then the other thing was getting rid of that cage thing. Uh, we got to get rid of those bars. Yeah. Being bars, it's like a prison. Yeah, uh, it is. You know, and it's got to be one, but it's got to get rid of that. Mm. Um, so I went to a clear panel. And the idea was that it became this kind of window to your world. Mm. Um. One of our guys in school Yeah Sent me a He gave me a journal And, he, and in the front page of it I think it was, we were in trick Or something like okay. that Okay He said He wrote the first page for me And it was a story about uh, I think it was two guys in the hospital And the one guy sat by the window And the other guy sat, sat in the by, yeah. You know the story right? Yeah And then the guy on the end Telling him how beautiful it is outside And then when he gets You know I think he passes away or Yeah or something, And that guy moves to the end And it's actually it's a brick, a brick wall, wall Yeah You know and I thought like you gotta have a view to the world. Um and as a kid you gotta be able to interact with the world. Yeah. You know, if you're feeling better, like your your parents are gotta be able to check you. Mm. Um the nurses and the doctors are gotta be able to have a proper view of you. Yeah. Specifically in wards, like you wanna be able to see right across the ward. Mm. Um and those bars started to mess that up quite a lot. So we put these these nice clear panels on there. They're strong, they've got a little bit of elasticity. And the whole bed's made out of plastic. Um so you know, putting all these things together means that we've, we're answering the challenges of doctors and of nurses. Yeah. Um, we're answering the challenges of parents looking after their kids. And at the same
1: time, we're making sure the kid's got a lacquer environment to get better in. Because, I mean, the kid has to be in there. There's no choice. You know, and and for I, I can imagine for all of the people that you have just mentioned that are involved, I think the kid is the most important person Huge. in this whole thing. Mm. And the idea that you can... Get them better without having to move them too much because the bed does what it does is is actually ingenious really um let's 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 get into some of you know the the, the challenges en route to getting it done, getting the cot built um i can I'm, as as a person in entertainment, my challenges are pretty basic like okay that invoice didn't come through you know what I mean um Walk me through some of the challenges you had to overcome. Yo, um, how long we here for? <laughs> <laughs> we got all day. Uh, we got all day.
0: That the challenges of starting your own business is one thing. The yeah. challenges of starting your own business, making a product that doesn't exist, is another thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, the whole way this thing started off was I took this little baby model, this little doll's model you know, the size of about, you know, a school ruler. Yeah. And pitched up to the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital and said to them, guys, this is what I got, you know. And they suddenly said, well, we've got to make this happen. You know, we've got to get this going. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, they they seem interested. I, I've got to make this happen. And at the time, I thought, well, it's very easy, you know. We take this thing, and give it a couple of tweaks because that's all we need. Yeah, you know, I, I've got a B-Tech. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, um, And we've got to get a couple of bucks together you know again i've got a b-tech i know what i'm doing yeah um and in a year's time we'll have we'll have 50 of these we'll have 100 of these ready no problem <laughs> four years later <laughs> yeah you know Yep. those challenges were were like intense um going from actually figuring out that we've got to take this concept which was so infantile at the time um and not that it was in any way not right mm. it just needed so much to develop yeah um, And the way even in which that I was trained to think about a part has changed. So that had to change. Yeah. And and every single part had to get looked at to the point that we had to consider what the head of the screw was. You know, does it have a star on it or does it have no star and it's a hex head? Yeah. Um, you know, like a standard big old bolt that you buy from the It makes a big difference because Mm. if you've got a head that's got a cross in it, it's going to collect fluids. You're going to get bacteria stuck in there. Yeah. Now that's something in the beginning that you think,
1: well, I'll never think about that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And considering you don't have a medical background.
0: Well, you know, and this is the next challenge is that you sit down saying, um, these are the things that I require from a design, manufacture kind of business perspective. But then you've got to sit down and go to all these nurses and doctors and say, well, you know, what are your thoughts here? For sure. So 150 nurses and doctors later, we finally came up with what we did. Yeah. Um, You know, in the same time, it was also the business side. I mean, how do you get the the capital to put this thing together? Um, And that was a challenge. Um, and at the same time How do you run it You know yeah. What are the ops things and, and, and small things That you don't really consider Which at the beginning of the year I still wasn't considering yeah. um, You know What cleaner Do you need to clean the product with Before you wrap it And ship it mm. Now it's not a hard question um, And it's not very difficult For a medical company To to do that, I mean, we've got the right contacts, but you've got to still think about it, Yeah, you know, and now you've got to actually implement that. So it's another thing you've got to put on a very long list of things to start to do. Mm. Um, but challenging, definitely, but rewarding more than ever.
1: I can imagine. Uh, you actually have a name for, for the cot itself. Simba. Simba. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's unpack that story. Why, why Simba? So the Simba
0: Pediatric Hospital bed um, was me finding a name. In college for this thing um, You know And at the time They want you to give This prototype And, a, and the, the nice cool images And the whole explanation About how you got there And a big old thesis To tell you why It's a good idea Yeah And a name um, And I had everything else Checked except for the name Oh wow And I thought Hmm Okay so we brainstorm 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 you know the dictionary was completely messed because of the time we were done with it yeah um you know we scribbled everywhere and we thought well we'll take a bit of that name and a bit of that name and it was just like no 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 um i came up with a name i presented it and i've never got such backlash from my crit committee and it was actually it was quite scary (laughs) um they just looked at me and they said yeah not eh." yeah all right fine i left um so I went and sat in a bookstore, and I thought I'm going to find a name in this bookstore. Like I'm going to stay here until this store closes. Otherwise, I'm going to, you know, I'm yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So I landed up in the kids section, and there was uh, Nelson Mandela's favorite folk tales. Okay. And I started reading this, and I thought, well, you know, you know, Tata's got to give me some inspiration from I got, somewhere. I got to find it somewhere. You need you know? that demon match. So I landed up looking in there. It was a the story of the lion, the hare, and the hyena. Yeah. Um, and the lion 's name was Simba, and i thought well if if that ain 't speaking to me
1: then i don 't know what else oh man and and it 's actually quite a nice name it's it 's not it's, i haven 't heard anything other than the movie The Lion King. You seldom come across the name simba
0: yeah it 's quite weird it 's actually there 's something kind of nice about it, and there 's yeah. something kind of i think the whole thing about it is that you know I've made this cot and my big, big pushes, 98% locally manufactured, big local production, big local talent, big local innovation. What speaks of the African continent as a whole more than, they say, Simba? Yeah. Yeah, It's a bit stereotypical, but it's something lacquer about it. Yeah. There's something that speaks about… You know, where we come from and, you know, the kind of strength that we got. For sure. Um, and it's the same that you want to imbue in the kid. Mm. You want to be that lion. You want to get better like that lion for and sure. go out and roar and kind of be, you know, a whole lot better not in a
1: simba, you know? Yeah. Plus, I mean, the, the mental connection I made was to The Lion King, mm. which was an animated movie, yeah. which was for kids anyway. Exactly. So, I mean, the connections just seem to pop up left, mm. right and center. Um, you, you've actually done a lot more work for, uh, the Nash, uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, children's home. It was not just, uh, the cot. Mm. Uh, you also helped out with designing some of the other, um, the seats, mm. I believe, yeah. in, 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 uh, the home. How did that come about? Hey, that was another one. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I showed
0: the interior designers at the hospital uh, Simba, the bed. Okay. Um, and I was very excited about it. And it was my only thing. It was my baby. It still is. Um, and they, you know, we went away. And I said we'd chat when we were closer to the end. And the next minute they came to me and they said, Do you know, an industrial designer, we're looking for some help. And I thought, well, you've you come uh, to the right, right place, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> um, now, at the time, things were a bit slower in the design process. I wasn't as busy. So I said, sure, you know, like what can I, what can I help you with? And they said, hey, we need these play walls. Um, we've got this flat sketch. Mm, can you do something with us? And I looked at it and I thought, well, yeah, I could try. Yeah. Um, and the other one was they said they've got these little Play-Doh monsters. They're these little, you know, sort of the size of a lid." Yeah. Um, they said, no, they got these little things. They made this at, an, at a workshop at Funanani Orphanage um, out in Pretoria side. Mm-hmm. These kids were told a story. Um, and they were sort of asked to replicate some of the creatures and, and thoughts and animals As they, they saw them in their minds Exactly yeah. um, And they got Play-Doh um, But these kids have never worked with Play-Doh So they didn't have a clue what to do with the thing Yeah um, So the organizers had these, this little pack of googly eyes Um And they gave all the kids Googly eyes And the next minute Monsters started Appearing out of nowhere Out of nowhere Yeah These weird and wonderful things From pigs to One eyed Weird creatures To these little alien Type monsters Mm. To these big Sort of octopus Type things Mm. Like really wacky Um, Yeah And they gave me these And they said We want these bigger Don't know what They want to do with them But we want these To be seats So I literally took it And I blew it up And I scanned it and, And we made Massive versions Of the things Oh wow Um and there are these amazing, colorful, cheerful monsters that, that dawn the, the family walk in the hospital. So there's, there's three levels and there's three family walks. And yeah. that's the entrances and accesses between the wards, um, and the various clinical areas. Yeah. Um, and these past these gardens, these most beautiful gardens that you've ever seen, um, in various themes. Yeah. So they wanted something to tie it back to the kids. Um, ah. and these crazy, Sort of squidgy monsters came out and one's called squidgy. Um, yeah. Squidgy one eye dog piggy, uh, and Croc. Croc is the coolest. He's got three big seats
1: and he's got these two big eyes
0: and yeah. he looks at you, you know?
1: Uh, it, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. It actually sounds like a hell of a time.
0: Yeah. I tell you, you know, doing stuff like that is, is more fun than anything else. It's a kind of a hobby,
1: right? It's, uh, it's, it, it almost, you know, reassures you that you're doing the right thing.
0: I think so. You know, when, when I, when I did these monsters and, you know, the interior designer myself worked c- together quite a bit. And she said, you know, Jed, I don't know, I don't know how you're going to get this done, but you know, you've, you've signed up. You, yeah. You're going to do it. So like, you know, in three months time, bring me a monster. Um, and the first day I put the first one out, uh, she was down there and she offered to help me move this thing around. These things are massive. I mean, they're like the, the crocs nearly three meters long. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, you've got to move this thing around with two people and it's got these steel seats on it. And we put it down and we stepped back and we both took a look at this thing. And she said, you know, Jade, never in my career have I looked at something and said, that would be really cool, but I'll never see that come to reality. Yeah. And this is the first time that I've seen something like this. There was a crazy idea come together. Yeah. And that moment is the thing that I think industrial designers that we it's our addiction yeah it's that little bit where you get to the end of a three-year project or a six-month project and you look and you stand back and you think gee yeah i really got that one yeah you know, sometimes it's, it's never it's never always good you know sometimes yeah, sure. you step back and you think oh man but that that
1: drives you keeps you going ah i mean it it, it sounds fantastic mm. it sounds fantastic um you know given given that you've done so much you know, with with your time, I can only imagine um, what you have essentially given to those kids uh, on on more than a physical level. I can understand things being put there, and you know the the obvious advantages, like you know being able to move the child and and you know and seating and whatnot. But on a psychological level, making everyone happy, you know, and connecting, like the energies connecting. All together I can I, I really cannot fathom How That must feel Um How do you Let go of projects Cause now I can imagine The cot is up It's done It's finished The chairs are there They're proper Anyone can sit on them now What's next How do you move on From Cause I would imagine This is a monumental thing You've done here Yeah How do you move What's next How do you move on <laughs> You know, I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: it's, it's like a question a couple of people are asked, and they said, you know, what's, you know, so, I mean, my company's ProState, we do these medical devices. It's it's always been set up that it's not only Simba. That's the first of many, and yeah. it's part of the whole setup, you know. Um, when I came up with the name ProState, we sat down. I, I was, it was weird. It was like Google telling me something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they said I was looking for a name, and I was typing in a couple of things And I think I was com- I came across something in Alpha an Alpha Romeo mm. And one of their mottos Meant something let Or something Something kind of Latin-y Okay So I, I typed in what I thought I should have roughly In the name And con- Literally translated it into From Latin to English mm. And I typed in Let it be better Okay. And popped. Pressed
1: it. Pressed it. Yeah. And that
0: was it. You know, that was the name. Yeah. And that's always been the plan. Like what's next is to make to let it be better for everything. You for know, sure. for all these medical devices. But I think I can't help but moonlight. You know, mm. I can't help but stick into these little weird projects. And I like the medical field because I think it's an interesting challenge. Mm. Um you've got a user, specifically in kids, sometimes in adults, but you've got a user who can't speak. You can't go to a kid and say, hey, kid, how, how's this cot? Yeah. Oh, it's great, thanks. You know, Yeah. You know, like they, they don't even grasp English yet. Mm. So now, how do you gain that that kind of information out of them? So what you'll end up doing is you're going to the doctors and the parents and saying, well, what do you think? Yeah. What do you know of your child's experience? And they go, well, from experience, he's not crying, so he must be okay. Yeah. But I think for me, it's it's taking that even further is to look at how do we better Simba itself, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't think… As a designer, you can never let it go. You know, we, we can never say it's done. Yeah. That's, it's just never going to happen. Yep. Um, so I'll constantly be innovating and I've made changes even in this production run, not big ones, but you know, I think there's a bit of a thing I got to satisfy to kind yeah. of, you know, do some things. Sure. Um, but I think I'd like to carry on with this. I think I'd like to, to carry on making cool and new products that are innovative and represent our country uh, yeah because i think our country's got so much to offer um and we've got so many challenges to answer um but those those answers are so globally relevant yeah
1: um so locally manufactured globally globally that's it yeah i
0: mean that's that's what's on the brochure right yeah um and it's really about it's making these products that look at the psychological side of things you know Mm. that look at Um, making an environment that makes you feel better, that makes you recover quicker, that makes you feel better about where you are. For sure. Being in hospital is not lacquer.
1: It's never fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: So, and especially for a kid, you still can't answer you, how do you feel? Mm. You you know, so you want to make this environment as nice for them as possible. But at the same time, you want to continually innovate it because technology keeps changing. For sure. And I think it's even with those monsters and, and, you know, further challenges in making, um, sort of these installations in, in, in hospitals and, and working with children's hospitals around the world um, I've had a, a bit of a an interesting conversation About doing some Actually radio desks You mm. know what I mean And it's like It's a weird thing But because it's kid orientated You've got to change your thinking to it Yeah
1: So if that's what's next It's continually changed my thinking every day that sounds great. That sounds great, man. Uh, Jed, how do we keep up with you on social media platforms, man? How do we? Uh, how do people get involved? Uh, do you guys have a website? Um, if if there are some people that might have a, a interest in industrial uh, design and want to find out a bit more, how do we keep up with you? Uh, I'm, I'm sort of getting into the social media side of things. You yeah. Know? Um, but
0: I'll launch the website, uh, for Praestat kind of quite soon. Probably before the end of the month is our launch date. Okay. Uh, so it's dot uh-huh. Uh, we've got a LinkedIn page. Uh, should have a, a Twitter page quite soon. Okay. Um, but my Twitter page is at uh, Jed Aylmer. So
1: J-E-D-A-Y-L-M-E-R. Man, you know what? I, I feel like, we, we've been through so many things and I, I can't begin to thank you enough oh. for coming through, man. Um, when, when the, the idea that we came up with for the show is to speak to people just like you that look at the status quo and decide, you know what? This does not make sense to us and we need to evolve and we need to innovate. And I think you're doing amazing things, man. Thank you so much for coming. Through. Hey,
0: it's been great to be here. And you know, I think you continually do cool things and. We continually make better things. Yeah.
1: Alright. Just like that man. We're hey, out of thank here. Thank you. Uh twenty something. Uh we'll be here next week. Friday, two PM. Just like that. We're done. <laughs> this is CliffCentral.com Cliff